phone is living and constantly remodeled. And I will let you read the rest of the slide because we've already covered this in previous lessons. So beep when you're ready. Beep. All right. So here we have a bone. Now, what bone would this be, by the way? Are you sure about that? I, it doesn't look like a femur to me. What it looks like to me, it looks like a tibia upside down. I don't know. That's what, just, that's what I think it looks like. But it might not be. It's a generic bone. <laughs> All right. Now, what's in the middle of, of our bone here? Bone marrow. And bone marrow is where blood comes from. Um, we don't... I don't care about the difference between yellow marrow and red marrow and blah, blah. I don't really care because that's not part of what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today is the bone itself. Now, we think of bones as just mineral because what we're used to seeing is bones that are dead. Chicken bones, the T-bone and, you know, and a steak, the bones you give your dogs. That's what we think of as bones. But bones are actually living. They have their own blood supply. In fact, they supply blood for the rest of the body. And they're constantly being remodeled. So, here's our life cycle of bone. We start out with what we call quiescent bone. What does the word quiescent mean? Resting, quiet, kind of like many of your minds right now. Then what happens is a special type of cell called an osteoclast begins to eat away at the bone. Then, osteoblasts fill in that space, and they begin to build the bone back up. So here's where it's being built back up. And then we end up with remodeled bone. Got it? Now, why, was your, why would your body do this? Okay, so one of the reasons your body would do this is to grow. If you break one, we have to have a repair mechanism. And if your, bo if your bone is always doing this anyway, hey, why else? Why else would we do it? Number, number, number. Okay. Could make it stronger. So if you do what kind of exercise? Weight-bearing exercise. Bones will actually become denser. That come stronger. What else? There's one more reason we haven't talked about. Storage of calcium. So our body's going to use this bone as a reservoir for calcium. Now, does our body really care about bone itself? No. What does it care about? Calcium where? In the blood. Okay. Yes, ma'am. What about them? Yes, that would be considered a mutation. What if you have an extra bone in your head? <laughs> okay, enough about the extra bones. Let's talk about bone disorders related to calcium, because that's much more fun. Now, all right, back up here.
So, rickets is caused by defective bone growth from lack of vitamin D. Um, it really went out of style with the 1900s, but it was very, very common in European countries. It's really a, uh, a uh, disease of children who don't get enough vitamin D. And in 1900s in Europe, you know, with all the smog and you had no child labor laws, kids weren't playing around in the sun, they were laboring in coal mines, being named Oliver Twist. So they tended to get rickets. Nowadays, where all of our milk is fortified with vitamin D and we are all sun goddesses, or sun worshippers anyway, rickets is very uncommon in our country. Now, osteomalacia is an adult form of rickets. It's most common in elderly people who are vitamin D deficient. Now, there's another disease called Paget's disease, which is caused by increased bone resorption. Now, this will be a problem of what kind of cell? Osteoclasts are overactive. In this, what you're going to get is your body will try to replace it with normal bone, but it won't be able to. So you're going to get an abnormal bone instead. Now, it's most people who have Paget's disease are asymptomatic, but they can get fractures, deformities, and deafness. Why deafness? Because the bones of the ear are damaged more easily. Osteoporosis is a demineralization of bone. So let's talk about mineralizing bone. Now, as we get older, every single one of us in this room will begin to lose bone. Now, the way it works is about 10 million people in the United States have what we call full-blown osteoporosis. 34 million have bone loss, but not enough to be considered osteoporosis, and we call that osteopenia. And the breakdown is 80% women and 20% men. Men? What? I've never heard an advertisement telling men to go get their bo the bone density scan. Is this some kind of sexist plot? <laughs> to make men get, to get hip fractures? Is that the idea here? Now, what happens is, we have to talk about the pathophysiology to explain this. Everyone, whether boy or girl, lays down bone and bone density until they get to about 30 years old. Okay, so, how many of you here are under 30? It's not too late for you. It's not too late for you. You can still increase your bone density. Once you hit 30, it stays pretty much flat until you get to age 50. And then, for women, they start declining. For men, they stay flat until about age 80, and then they start declining. <laughs> so why do we have more women who have osteoporosis than men? Because they start the disease 30 years earlier. So women, you have a head start on us. Just like in puberty, when you had that awkward dance when you were 11 years old and you're six inches taller than all the boys... <laughs> One day. All right. Um, so after 50, women begin to lose bone at about 1% per year. In patients who are more at risk for osteoporosis, they'll begin to lose it around 2 to 
Um, so you also don't grow the bone back as quickly and you can begin to get calcium deposits in other parts of the body. Manifestations. The first one we talk about is loss of height. Why are they shrinking? Okay. So compression fractures, they're just getting squeezed downwards by gravity. And because the bones are not as dense, eventually they will break. Now, what makes you stand upright? <laughs> Muscles. But what allows you to stand straight? Don't talk to me about fluid in between. That's a whole other problem. So we have, we have, we'll, 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 you can talk about it when we do another, another section. Yes. So you've got a stack of vertebrae like this. Now, what will happen eventually is as they break, they don't form a straight stack anymore. Well, it's never straight, but less straight than it was before. And you begin to crumble in on itself. And that's going to lead us to two problems, scoliosis and kyphosis. Kyphosis is when they break this direction and you end up like this. Scoliosis is when they break this direction and you end up like this. And I think I've all told you about my uh, wife's grandmother, like the first time I met her, I thought she had an enormous scapula, it was actually her spine, it was like, her, her spine was right here. Pretty crazy, huh? Do you have a picture of her? No, I don't. Actually, I do. <laughs> but I don't have a picture of her from the back, and I don't have a picture of her with her shirt off. <laughs> But <laughs> because because it was my uh, because it was my anniversary on Sunday, maybe I'll show you a little wedding video tomorrow. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Now, also an increased risk of fracture. Now, kyphosis and scoliosis in this particular case is caused by fracture. Um, but we're also talking about risk fractures. The compression fractures are what lead to the kyphosis and scoliosis. And then fractures of the femoral neck. What is a femoral neck? Top of the femur. <laughs> Top of the femur, okay. So this is what we mean by the femoral neck. So here's, here's, a, normal, here's a normal spine, except for here where you've got a compression fracture. As a patient gets more and more compression fractures, they end up looking like this. Um, obviously, you would only look like this if you were a guy. So when you see those old people and, and you're like, stand up straight, they can't. Why? Because their spine is compressed. Yeah, part of it is from that. Part of it is, you know, just this, hey, you know, some of you guys like to walk around like this. But eventually they just can't do it at all. So compression fractures, and this is what we call a... But what do we, what do we generally call this? A hip fracture. I, when I was younger, I thought the hip fracture was of the pelvis. It's actually... 
So, what's this called right here? The greater trochanter. What's this called right here? That. Say it again. If you pronounce it that way, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I always called it acetabulum, but I don't know. I just... Acetabulum. All right. So, hip fracture. And this is what normal bone looks like if you shave across it. And here's what osteoporosis bone looks like. All right, now, the way we're going to evaluate osteoporosis, you can take a normal everyday garden variety x-ray of the body part, but typically, you're not going to do this until we suspect a fracture. Okay, so, in the case of my mother-in-law, she was dancing a lot, and she started having some foot pain. So, she went to the doctor, the doctor took an x-ray of her foot, and, oh, you have a fracture in your heel, because you have osteopenia, which is bone loss, but just not enough to be considered osteoporosis. So typically, we're going to wait until the patient becomes symptomatic or falls, and then we're going to take an x-ray. The way we want to screen for it is using something called uh, BMD, which stands for bone mineral density. And there's a special machine. It's a DUA Energy X-ray Absorptiometry, better known as DEXA. Now, how many of you saw In Pursuit of Happiness? Uh, yeah. <gasps> I love Will Smith. <laughs> Remember the me those machines he was trying to sell? Yeah. DEXA, they were DEXA machines 30 years before anyone had ever heard about them. So he was just ahead of his time. And it cost him his marriage. Now, the results, the results of this scan are typically reported in either percent or standard deviations of bone loss. So one standard deviation is approximately 10% bone loss. Um, one to two standard deviations below normal is considered osteopenia. So if you're, in, if you're anywhere from normal to one, one standard deviation underneath, you're considered normal. If you're one to two standard deviation beneath, you're considered osteopenia. If you're less than two and a half, you're considered osteoporosis. So what's the difference between an osteopenic patient and an osteoporosis patient? A year or two. Now, you can, you can measure several different sites. And in the old days, sometimes they would just measure one site but it's recommended that you measure multiple sites and so you can measure the wrist, the vertebrae, and the femoral neck. To be consistent with the way I'm saying it, yeah. But I mean is um, if you have 2.5% less than normal bone. But yeah. So I guess you could say greater than 2.5% loss. All right, so things that are going to impact our osteoporosis. Family history of osteoporosis. Um, genetics are highly correlated with who gets it, and not only in the sense of family history, but also in terms of ethnicity. Who is the least likely to get osteoporosis? 
Say again? Okay, you could say African Americans, but I would prefer to say people of African descent. Why do I make the distinction? Because lots of African Americans have white blood in them. And in our, we were just having a big discussion about this the other day, but you know, when you say someone is African American, you're not really saying anything. And so then you could leave out an African who came over from Kenya yesterday. Well, he's not African American. People of African descent are the least likely of all ethnicities to get osteoporosis. Who's the most likely? Asians. Yeah. Yeah. Hispanic and uh, white or Caucasian are kind of in the middle there. Now, Prevent. We'll we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Asians are the most likely. People of African descent are the least likely. Whites and Hispanic in the middle. Now, some things that will also enhance a person's possibility of getting it include cigarette smoking, lactose intolerance. Why lactose intolerance? Because they're they're not eating one of the best sources of calcium. What else? So we had cigarettes, we had lactose intolerance. What else do you think? Inactivity, because activity helps stimulate bone density. What else? Okay, people who never go outside and don't get enough vitamin D in their diet. So like women in burkas, perhaps, who are also lactose intolerant. <laughs> By the way, no one is born lactose intolerant. When, you're, when we're first born as humans, we all have the ability to digest lactose. But most of the world, about 80% of the world's population, begins to lose that ability after puberty. Um, there's a North Euro Northern European groups and groups from Ke uh, Kenya and Tanzania have the most propensity to keep that gene because they're traditionally herdsmen. So there you go. It's very rare, but it can happen. But yeah, but I mean, by and large, for the, yeah. I know, but for the most part, most humans, I mean, when I say rare, we're talking percentage points times billions of, you know, yeah. But I mean, we're talking like two to 3% versus, you know, 95% of people can digest it when they're born. What? Why smoking? I don't know. It just causes... Yeah. Causes everything. Don't smoke. Unless... Never mind. <laughs> All right. Personal history of fractures. If a person has already had a fracture, we know that they are more likely to have future fractures. Um, and a person's propensity to fall. Why a person's propensity to fall? The more likely they are to fall, the more likely osteoporosis is to cause a fracture. Possibly, yes. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, you have a patient who has anemia. Is that person likely to fall? 
I hear a yes and no. Who, who, who says, why would you say yes? Okay. What are the four classic sim- signs and symptoms of anemia? Okay. So, fatigue, pallor, dyspnea on exertion, and lightheaded or dizziness. So, if you have a patient who has a disease process, which even though they may be asymptomatic at this moment in time, that person is still at risk for falls. So, yeah, think about that stuff. So, if a patient is at risk for falls, you need to be more aware that they're going to need treatment for osteoporosis.